This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notify button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. There it is. First of all, I, I want to say a huge shout out to our sponsor, RX Markier. And I want to, it's going to be a little bit different this week. Um, I just want to say every time I go to an event and Dave and Susan are at that event, they always greet us with a smile. They always give us a hug and they always ask us how we are, not about how our podcast is. And I love that. They're just good human beings. And I just want to thank them for all the support they've given us over the last year and a half. Um, they have really stuck by us and done everything they can to support the show. So we want to support them by letting you have a discount code of Clydesdale 15, all caps. You can use that at checkout and get anything off your order at rxsmartgear.com. They are just awesome people and deserve all of the good press that they get. Um, and I know they took a much needed vacation after Wadapalooza and I hope they enjoyed that. So um, thank you to RX Smart Gear. Now that's out of the way. Okay. What's, What's going up? on? You know, just trying to stay warm in the tundra. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got more snow and it tomorrow's going to be cold. I'm so glad I work from home. But it takes about all of my willpower to get to the gym in the middle of the afternoon to get out of my slippers, out of my comfy clothes and go to the gym. <laughs> Slippers and comfy coats. I like well, it. I just want you to remember when you are trying to get out for that one, like five minutes of that, you'll be outside that I work mostly outside Crazy. During, during the school day. So tomorrow will be most likely inside though. But. Yeah, it's supposed to be like really cold tomorrow, right? Yeah. When it, when the feels like temp is really, you know, like under 10 degrees, then we're definitely inside. So. Kat, talk to us about your gym opening this week. Well, it's a soft launch this week. So mm -hmm. my existing clients that used to work out in the garage are here working out with me now. Um, not now, now, but today and tomorrow and the next day. Um, <clears throat> so it was good. It's been like a dry run. You know, people are using the bathroom, they're using the showers, they're giving me feedback. I'm, you know, figuring out that um, the two Echo bikes that Braden put together are a little wonky. I didn't test them out before I had clients on them. One of them, the handles are super loose, and the other one has like a little catch in the in the pedals. So thank you, Braden. Um, that's what. What do you expect when you get a 19 year old to do that kind of stuff? Is he 19? 18. You pay for what you get with the labor. When's that uh, yeah. birthday? <laughs> Apparently. You get what but, you pay uh, for. Backwards. There we go. I can I can give you a quick little tour if you want. Yeah. Uh, so still... I think I'm going to do is I'm going to switch to speaker view so that you get the full screen for the walk around. And Amy and I will try to be quiet while you give us the tour. Okay, well, am I going to be able to change my view here? Because, oh, here we go. Hold on. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> that is the entrance to the gym. Okay. You come in from the lobby. We got lockers. We've got our two pack of RX Smart Gear jump ropes, of course, that every gym needs. Um, we've got some ladders that have to be put away. We've got some boxes. I have my new little utility cabinet that I bought today at Home Depot. We've got the whiteboard that has to get mounted, the computer. The small clock, the road clock's coming tomorrow. Got some rowers, boxes. There's the freestanding rig. There's all the weights and the stuff. There's the wall-mounted rig. There's the floor scrubber that I'm selling. And there are the wonky bikes that Braden put together, along with like a fridge, oh, a fridge and a water cooler, an AD machine. I just noticed that, sorry, AED machine. Yes. Scott knows sure. how hard I work for one of those. So. Um, and it, it's interesting. Someone told me, um, somebody told me the other day, uh, another gym owner, they've had to use their AD twice um, and all successful stories. 
um, thank goodness. But he said, put your address somewhere on the AED or near the AED, because he said, I can't tell you how many times while I'm trying to like give CPR that people are asking me, what's the address, what's the address? Because nobody really knows the address of their gym, right? So I have my business license like right underneath of it. So you can sort of see, <clears throat> hopefully, if there's an emergency, you'll be able to see the address. Anyway, so that is sort of warehouse one and what's happening. I'm gonna open this door and show you the lobby because it's in various states of completion right now, but ooh, isn't it pretty? So we've got big plate glass windows where there's gonna be um, some shades coming up. Those are the doors. This is the reception area that my husband's building. The big old wall decal. We've got the apparel wall. We've got my kitchen table. There's my podcast corner. So when we do podcasts, um, that's gonna be the background that you see. See that? Looks just like the home. And then there are the towels for towel service. Da -da -da. I know, we're fancy. And then here's one of the bathrooms. Really nice. Super nice, right? Mm -hmm. And we have the flat screen where I just put our podcast on all day and watch it. Another bathroom, toilet, shower, and then another half bath, which is dark, but you can't see. And then this is going to be a window. We're gonna cut a hole in there and so that you can see inside the gym from the lobby. And there's half of my decal. <laughs> the other half is gonna come on at some point in time and drive me completely insane because decals are really hard to put on, just so you know. Yeah, very much. That looks so awesome. That, um, the, other, the other area in the back here I can show you is gonna be like where private training is. It's not quite finished, um, but you can see that I got some flooring to put in. So originally this was gonna all be concrete, but I've decided to um, continue this floor here down to make all of this nice and pretty. But I got my kettlebells and my wall balls and my dumbbells. And we're trying to fix some light fixtures cause they're not lit. But you've got this whole back area. Don't mind the bike and the benches, but two rigs are gonna go back there. Um, and that'll be for <clears throat> like when my baseball kids want to come before school and lift, or if there's a private training client that wants to come when there's class, they can do that in open gym. So, yeah. So how many spiel bars do you have? Do you have any spiel bars? Oh, I saw oh. one right there. Yeah. So I've got three right now. So here's like an older one. Mm -hmm. this, that one's about, you can see it's pretty low, like low dish. Yeah. <laughs> That looks like you're my height right there. <laughs> it's probably like, I can't touch it when I reach it, but I can uh -huh. have to jump to it. And then this okay. one's same, about the same height. And then this one, that's not a Spielbar, but that okay. is my bar. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. here wait. I can touch it like standing up, which is good. Cause you know, you can like roll onto it. Mm -hmm. But then I also have on this freestanding rig, there is a spiel bar here and that's really tall. And then there's like a double one behind it. That's also pretty tall. Like all of these mm -hmm. are, they are pretty on the tall side, except for this guy in the middle. So this guy in the middle is pretty low. I can reach that one too. Mm -hmm. And I'm like five, two. Yeah. So I think it's a good mix of short and high. I mean, that's one of my biggest complaints when I go to gyms is that I can never find a bar that I can use that's comfortable, especially one that you can do like bar muscle ups and stuff with. So hopefully we, uh, we've accommodated that for everybody. So my question yeah. is, are you really five, two? I am five, one and three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I am smaller than my mom. Like that's not supposed to happen. Like evolution is supposed to like make you taller mm -hmm. than your parents. And, uh, I am short. My mom's five, four. I mean, my dad's oh. like five, seven or five, eight. So I guess that doesn't help, but yeah, I did not get the tall jeans. Well, it looks amazing. Thank you. Yeah, so excited for you. <clears throat> so funny story about my uh, floor scrubber. I know I mentioned in the mm -hmm. video that I'm selling it because um, it's corded. It has a cord mm -hmm. and it's fine doing the floor in the middle. I mean, I have to do like a little dance with the cord every once in a while, but going through the rig, it's impossible. Like I have to unplug it and then plug it back in again and then yeah. unplug it and then stop the water and then fix the puddle that I made and then redo it. So, so I'm, not I'm literally, 
I'm, I'm mad at myself for like going cheap on that and like trying to save some money. So I just ordered a battery operated um, floor scrubber and I'm trying to unload that one for like, you know, 90% of what I paid for it. So, you know, I'm just, <laughs> it's like, you, you never get? know. I got a, um, I got a Viper. This one's a Viper. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Viper uncorded is like $2,000 more. Um, and you know, you're like opening a business, you're spending a lot of money trying to sort of cut corners where you can. And that's my one big regret. I wish I had just gone with the bigger one. So I got a generic brand. It looks just like the Viper. It's just not branded Viper and it has a battery and it's a 22 inch instead of a 17 inch. So it's an even bigger scrub. And I got that for like just under three. So not terrible. I could write a book. (laughs) That's what I used to do for a living. Um, oh, really? When I was working in college is I used to scrub supermarket floors. <laughs> Love yeah. it. So um, any big CrossFit news this week? Yeah. Amy's favorite CrossFit athlete has some new teammates. And he moved from somewhere warm to somewhere freezing. Iceland. Con Porter has moved to Iceland to train at CrossFit Reykjavik and be on a team with Annie Thor's daughter. That might have been a surprise to people. Not yeah. going individual, going team. And Lauren Fisher and Tola. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. Tola Morakinio is how you say his last name. Oh, yeah. Is I'm it really? How... Yep. Everyone I'm says curious... Morakinio, but it's Morakinio. I wonder how James Newberry feels about this. Is he going individual then? I mean, he must be going individual. Or he's moving with them and he's going to be their alternate. So my, so, so let's, there's a couple of things here, right? First, exactly. any, any going team. Okay. That was a big surprise, right? Podium last year. With the mom strength. Yeah. Actually, but... if you were going to write that like storybook ending, it, it probably was it, right? As an individual athlete. Yeah. And, and remember, Rich Ferning did the same thing. Like when he had a child, he was like, I can't do this anymore. It's a huge time commitment. So much more of a time commitment going individual. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. I, unexpected, yes. And I guess I think there are certain athletes that you don't ever think would go team. And she was probably one of them. Um, but I, I, I don't know that anyone thought Rich would go team either when he did. And now it just seems like an awesome idea. So, yeah, I think it makes sense for Annie because her child's getting older, you know, Freya's getting older and I, you know, she's, I think wants to spend more time with her. So. Yeah. And we're, you know, obviously that's an assumption, right? Like we have no idea yeah. why, what her why is, but as a mom, I guess so then, sense. so you have that. And then I think it was no surprise that Khan and um, Lauren went team. They've done that before. Lauren is podiumed as a team member. Um, Khan has been on a team before that was very competitive. And Tola as well. Tola was with uh, Back Bay um, and competed very highly. But I was surprised at, he moved to underdogs to be an individual athlete. And then the move now to Reykjavik away from underdogs. And I don't think it's a shot against underdogs at all. I think it was just, he had the opportunity to be a part of like a very special team. Yeah. But like, yeah. who was the, who was the matchmaker here is what I want to know. Like, do they all share um, an agent or like, what's sort of the common denominator if there even is one and like who connected those dots to be like, Hey, should be Tola. Hey, why not Lauren? I mean, I'm wondering if she had, like, was this Annie's brainchild and did she sort of go out and recruit? Was it based on who she spent time with and who she met at the games? Like, it's just, it's, that's the part I want to know. Like, we need to talk to Annie and figure well, out. Well, like, that could be because, you know, Tola and Khan were on the demo team. And right. so they, they might've spent some time, you know, with Annie over, you know, during that. I don't know. I mean, I know they spent time with her other times, but I also know from one of my sources that Tola was looking to go back to team and that, and that from the underdogs camp, there was some feelers put out to see who they could pull in to help Tola put, 
a team together, plus some of the young female athletes that Underdogs has signed. Yep. So maybe their feelers went out, Annie put out feelers, then you kind of get this like cross section of, ooh, you're looking for a team too. Well, we are. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of, because Khan's Underdogs too. Yeah, but if Khan a little while ago, not last year, but the year before had talked about going team and wanted to do like the super team, but that's when they made all those changes. And so he decided, no, okay, I'll go, guess I'll go individual, you know, doesn't make it gets on the the demo team. And so I think that when they kind of figured this out, I think for him, I think he was like, yeah, I think he likes team better. Yeah. Yeah. I think it helps with his work-life balance. Yeah. And anxiety. (laughs) And, yeah. and Lauren, I mean, Lauren's been a little bit, um, I don't want to, I'm trying to look for the right, just a little disconnected from a, from a place. Like she, she was with Invictus, then she kind of spent some time with training Think Tank and Max Elhaj and that team. And then she's kind of doing her own thing. She's got that homegrown um, business that she's launching with um, her fiance. So I, that one was to me that's the sort of oddest of the foursome in terms of like how did that all go down because I didn't even know that like Annie and Lauren had a relationship but I guess you know Lauren's an OG she's been around for a while too Um, so maybe they have I don't know like I don't know what happens behind the scenes but that was the biggest hmm to me not a bad way from a business perspective she's going to get a ton of pub being on this team and when you're starting a business that doesn't hurt yep and how old is she she started so young like i don't even think she's that old right now no i don't think she is either yeah she was a teen like right wasn't she one of the first kind of teens and where's rasmus from is rasmus he's like he's from like denmark maybe or norway or sweden one one of those places yeah so i wonder like is he gonna move to reykjavik too well, that would be very close to home for him. Yeah. Well, he I mean, is there with her right now. I mean, I know. Yeah. That. I mean, they're supposed to get married. So, or maybe, are they already married? And, and maybe that's the connection. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Because um, Frederick is from Denmark, correct? I think. I don't... Yeah. He's, they're both from that, those, the Scandinavian countries. Yeah. So um, I get them stuff and i shouldn't um so maybe that's the connection mm-hmm. that makes sense well we should try to find out yeah. yeah we we should yeah we should definitely do that so then my last question is 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 not really with the team but james newberry because he had moved to proven from decacomp last season he actually moved to nashville for the season so that he could stay in the states and not worry about right. quarantine and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't think he's with Proven anymore. Um, I talked to Nick Johnston at uh, Wadapalooza, and he was not mentioned as part of their games lineup. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and James, after he left Wadapalooza, if you follow him on social media, said, oh, I was headed somewhere, but in the middle of my flight, I got a message, and now I'm heading somewhere else. maybe he's going to announce a team soon that'd be cool i mean it sounds like some of these people that you know are in that stage of their their season of their life where they can just like travel and do and live and and all that kind of stuff are really taking advantage of the new rules and just saying like screw it i'll just move to this place to be on a team so let let me put this out there with with covid and all of the travel restrictions I heard that was part of why Khan wanted to, to take on this opportunity is Australia is so tough with the travel restrictions right now. Living in Reykjavik was, was going to be easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to get in and out of, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I just need to know where the dog is. I'm most worried about the dog. Where's the dog and is Gemma still in the picture? And can we just get an update on that, please? Khan, need to know. 
Can you get him on the rig report so we can get an update on this? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just get a full interview with them to talk about the team oh, and yeah. all these things? Great. And Amy, is your restraining order still in effect? Can you contact him now? <laughs> My restraining order has been lifted. <laughs> I love it. So, so those, are, I think, are all the questions about the team. So can we talk about what happened to us last week? when we weren't even involved? Oh yeah, that's so cool. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, we were involved, but just in the sideways. <laughs> yeah, so, so last week, the Morning Chalk Up posted an article and subsequently the next day, a video about the water quality in Madison at Lake Monona. If you have been following us for any time at all, we had that for you in August with both Sam Cornier and Emily Rolfe talking about the water quality of Lake Minona. Then in September, we interviewed Dave Castro and our very own Kat Shear confronted Mr. Castro about the quality of water in Lake Minona. And Dave Castro answered very openly and honestly, in my opinion, to what he knew at the time. And maybe still to this day. I don't know why the Morning Chalk Up posted that story six months after the fact. And what's the relevancy of it now to make a story? So anyway, they post that story and all of a sudden my DMs blow up on Instagram saying that we have gold in our Castro interview that we should clip it and run it. And we weren't involved in this new story. So we did some research. We looked around, we, we talked to people on the medical team and there seemed to be too many holes in the story for us to get involved in any way at that point. Um, if you know, we are starting our own news channel and we are not gonna post things without confirmation. Yeah, and so, we even reached and we reached out to Dave. I mean, that was one of the reasons why we um, paused on uh, publishing the clip was because I wanted to get permission from Dave to do so, knowing that if we did, that the information that he disclosed in that report or in our interview could be damning to him if we found out otherwise factually that he knew about the water quality and moved forward, which you know, we're, we're sort of purporting that he did not based on his reaction to me and what he said in that interview, you know, taking his word. And so I personally reached out to some of the people on the medical team. I got pretty detailed stories as to what happened, but no firsthand account as to the reports or um, what happened in the days after that. So we decided not to clip it. And we just let, let it lie. Well, later that night um, on the Sevon podcast, someone had ripped the clip from our podcast and posted on the morning chalk up comment section. Then from there, it got taken a few more times and posted on social media. Then Sevon went on a tirade about the attacks on Dave Castro and that if people wanted to know the truth, they needed to do the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. He calls it the Clydesdale podcast. It's the Clydesdale podcast. And my name is Jacqueline. I am Jacqueline Scherer. <laughs> hey. Or Katherine, as he likes well, to say. Well, I'm just the really huge guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're the guy that sits on the boxes <laughs> and talks huge. to people. Yeah. <laughs> so he mentioned our name, or mentioned our name incorrectly. <laughs> several times that night on the show and several times subsequently what's yeah. his name seven <laughs> what's that I call seven. his name's seven right yeah <laughs> okay sorry and so with that like our subscriptions have blown up this week uh, yeah, my we followers on instagram have blown up this week it has been crazy crazy i'm getting texts from friends going like why does Sevon love you so much and hate Justin LaFranco? 
you know, Kat and I worked for the Morning Chalk Up for a brief amount of time. I don't want to get involved in a spat with them and whatever they, they're trying to do. Um, I'm just trying to do my own thing. And, but man, we got put in the middle and things blew the hell up last week. Yeah, it was fun. Even Dave shared it on his story. Yeah, yeah. It got shared a lot on Instagram last week. I was shocked. And that episode has, I think, almost tripled in views <laughs> since its original release. So pretty Very crazy. Cool. Yeah. And who knew? Like, it was just an interview, right? It, it just, it's, it'd been something that I'd been wanting to ask him for a very long time since the Josh Bridges thing in 2018. So you never know what's going to, you know, be gold later on. Just if you're, if you're curious about it as an interviewer, ask, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I'm I'm just going to leave it at that. I've, I've thoughts in my head, but I'm just going to leave them there. Um, (laughs) Save them for another round table. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It just seemed like all the facts were already out there. I don't understand what was new to the story. But there it is. Yep. Well, anything else going on, guys? Well, you get into some fitness in. Kat, have you been able to get fitness in with getting this gym up? Um, I worked out Saturday. And I worked out today. So better than nothing, but it's only because my neighbor, Christina, shows up here and says, okay, let's work out. So thank God for her, because otherwise I would be doing nothing. Because there's, there's so many things to do here that if I have some idle time, I am, you know, putting up baseboards or, you know, cutting trim or rearranging kettlebells or something. So she's been great. Well, I, did, I did 14.4 today. You remember that is a 14 minute AMRAP starting with 60 calories on the row, 50 toes to bar, 40 wall balls, 30 power cleans, 20 muscle ups. Update from that time. I still don't have a muscle up, so my score has been the same every time I do it. <laughs> 180 reps done. But a faster time, right? Or no? I mean, I, it doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, maybe. I mean, I definitely think I'm more efficient with toes to bar and things like that but it's like okay and I just finished the workout early and lay on the ground because I'm like eh, no muscles yet I remember 14, 14 14 was my first open I started in September of 2013 CrossFit and I did 14 14 and I remember Rick and Rick Fox was my judge or was doing it with me and Lynn Fox was taking pictures and I have pictures of me at CrossFit Kennet Square doing part of that workout and my toes to bar were, I was on a box and I was that person that was doing one toe to bar and then putting their feet back on the box. And then mm-hmm. just like none of those reps counted, I'm pretty sure. Um, and I didn't, I don't think I got through the cleans. Um, and I certainly didn't have um, a sore muscle up. But it's funny, as soon as you said that workout with the toes to bar, I'm like, oh dear God, I remember all those toes to bar. Mm-hmm. So struggle. that was the workout. I got my first ever toes to the other bar. So you know, so you know the stacked bars. Yeah, I swung up and my toes hit the top bar. That's good. That's better than the low bar, right? I was no repped. I I was trying to get my first toes to bar. I thought I, when you hear the tink, I was like, oh my gosh, I got it. They're like, nope. (laughs) Like wrong bar. Wrong bar. Sorry. Oh. Oh, that stinks. Yeah, I um, I've been back. I've been pretty consistent the last couple of weeks when I'm not traveling. Um, but I'm using like so little weight because I don't, I have no pain in my back, which is amazing. And I don't want to like screw it up. So I'm yeah. going like today, it was a Metcon of five deadlifts, seven overhead squats, nine shoulder to overhead, and then 30 double unders. 12 minute AMRAP. I mean, I used an empty barbell nice. just because I'm, I just want to move and get my lungs back. And man, like 
it actually is really painful to go that light because you snap almost at the top. Yeah. And so then your elbows and your hurt. Yeah. But it's been good. I feel like getting out, sweating again, no pain has been really awesome. Um, you, do you notice anything from COVID like breathing wise or anything like oh. that? Cause I'm struggling big time with that. Now today, today was the first day I didn't like hack up a lung. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, like I, I'm not, but I had like a little congestion, like I could feel it in my, but I wasn't like suffocating. Yeah. I just feel like my engine is just, and it's probably not from COVID. It's probably just from not working out for as long as I've been on vacation. But, um, I did, can you guys see the workout behind me? The six rounds, 20 calorie row, um, 10 pushups, 12 deadlifts. I did that today. And we like, after the third round, I was like, we're going to 10 calories on the rower. Like I, like it was such a rowing workout for me. I did like five real pushups, five pushups on my knees for the whole time. And I only used 20 pound dumbbells for the deadlifts. Like it was supposed to be a bar, but I got lazy and didn't want to like set it up because the gym is so big. You have to like travel far to get your stuff. I'm used to the garage where it's like two steps to here, two steps to there. We're in the business of fitness. Okay. I'm telling you, I'm like, oh, the bars are all the way over there. I think Kat just took back CrossFit methodology about 15 years. (laughs) It's fine when it's Um, my class, but when it's me, like I need some convenience. Yeah. I have a question and then a comment. Um, Kat, do you do your own programming? Yes. Are you going to continue to do that being the business opener? Yes. I don't see myself doing it long-term. Mm-hmm. But it's very important to me that for these first six months when I'm gaining new clients that sure. I'm showing people why we are different, um, to bring people up to speed and all that kind of stuff. So um, I would like to do it forever. Um, I just don't know that that's um, realistic, sure. but I'm absolutely doing it now. I mean, you know, I'm borrowing and stealing from other oh, programs, yeah. not, but um, for the most part, yeah. I mean, it's going to be my own thing. I love um, to pro. One of yeah. my favorite things. I don't. So that's why I was curious. Um, oh, here's my comment. Somehow, I don't know how, it was like the matrix at my house last week. And I somehow got through without getting COVID, even though my husband had COVID. And I don't know how. That's awesome. You're a mute. Natalie and I both did not get it. And he's the one that works in the basement and goes all two places where <laughs> Natalie and I literally go to a Petri dish every day among all these germs. And yeah, well, that, that goes to show you that, you know, exposure to that kind of stuff probably boosts your immune system. Yeah. And for, for Scott, just being secluded in the room, it's, you know, he's not yeah. testing himself enough. Yeah. Um, he's okay though. Right he's totally fine and the only reason he tested I mean like it was totally fine like it was literally just a cold the only reason he tested was because of where I work and you know I wanted to know hey if I'm exposed and I might be sharing that right 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 I need to know and and he at first was like didn't even believe me I was like I've taken enough pregnancy tests to know that a faint line is a positive (laughs) oh poor Scott yeah but he's fine and over it so Well, the last two things I want to talk about are one, I am leaving with my wife to Austin, Texas on Thursday. I have hired my wife to be a camera person because I learned at Wadapalooza, you can't do that by yourself. And um, we are going to TFX, um, the oldest competition other than the games in CrossFit. And we, they have all the divisions uh, masters and um, scaled intermediate uh, pro. And we're going to do the podcast live um, all weekend long. And we are going to try to find stories. So if you are there and you know of some good stories, uh, make sure that you stop by um, to our little booth and we'll do a quick interview. There's just going to be eight to 10 minute little short stories to kind of get to know people. And uh, if there's something there that's really cool, maybe we'll have them back on for a long podcast. But yeah, just a whole bunch of short little stories from the TFX. And uh, Jeremy Teal promised me a party. 
So I'm hoping that it's a party. Um, and I'm actually going to try to get some fitness in while I'm there. Um, I'm going to take my time in the morning to do something before I go and uh, do that. And then, because uh, I, I don't want to come back with no lungs again after working this hard to get them back a little bit. So going to do that. So make sure you check us out if you're going to TFX. And then finally, we are going to move our live time by one hour next week. Um, we're going to go live 7 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Central. Um, we're going to try that out for a week. And if it goes well, we'll keep it for a little while. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, next week, seven o'clock, join us live, throw some comments at us and uh, join the discussion. Who's, who's coming next? Who, yeah, who, who are we releasing? Who are we releasing? So if you didn't see today, um, a preview of the rig report, uh, we put out a uh, an interview with Daniel Brandon on her switch from Nike to rad and why she did that. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Short little nine minute interview on YouTube on the Clydesdale media uh, Clydesdale media YouTube channel. And then Thursday is Connor Martin, the original CrossFit kid. Um, and the reason he's Thursday is his wife is competing at TFX and um, he's coaching some athletes there because they do have team divisions. And so we're going to hook up with Connor there and interview his wife um, and kind of get her perspective on what it's like to be a member of the first family of CrossFit kids. So that is Thursday. And then it's all up. And then we're having Brett Roberts on, on Monday. Brett Roberts. His Instagram is different. Coach. It's Annika Greer's coach. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, Brett. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so that will be Monday. Brett Emanuel. Yeah. Yeah. That's not his name though. Yeah, that's his, that's his Instagram. That's a scandal, yeah. Yeah, so it's Brett Roberts. Um, Did and... you do that interview yet? Did you talk yep. to him yet? Okay. All done. Yep. So uh, yeah, that'll be Monday. There you go. Very the whole cool. lineup. Plus, who knows what we'll get this weekend. Um, I'll be putting them out as I get them this weekend, and I'll probably save a few, kind of leak them out over the next week. Lovely. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good, With... guys. Yeah, congratulations, Kat. It does look amazing. Thank you. I can't wait to work out there in person. Yay! Yeah. We have to figure that out. Are we going to go do an open workout there? Or? Maybe. It's hard for me to leave during the open as a coach. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe semis or something. We could have a viewing party or something. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. We'll work it out. I'm not worried. All right, cool. Nice quarters. Well. Bye. Well, everybody have a great night. We'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Bye. See ya. Doubt it. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rig Report. My name is Scott Schweitzer, and we were at Wadapalooza uh, about a week ago, and there was this buzz about a brand new shoe that has come out in the CrossFit space called Rad. And the buzz has been that it is a super comfortable shoe. And uh, we have the privilege of having their first sponsored athlete, Daniel Brandon with us today. Hey, Daniel. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I am great. So you are now sponsored by Rad. It's R period, A period, D period. What is the shoe like? What is the comfort like? Oh man, put it on the spot. Um, no, the shoe is just like you said, super comfy. Um, obviously being in CrossFit, we're used to, I feel like there's like Metcon versus Nano. I would say it's a very good blend of the two. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of the complaints with like Metcons is they're too narrow. I would say Rad is like, you know, it'll fit anyone who feels like they have that wider foot, um, which is good. I feel like that's always, you know, a question like, how's the um, fit? I have wider shoes or I have wider feet. Um, fits great there. Um, it's honestly a really great combo of a shoe for CrossFit trainers because it's a shoe I would do burpee box jump overs in, double unders in. It's a shoe, if there was a Metcon that had any rope climbs in, I would use. I did heavy back squats just yesterday and heavy clean and jerks in them. Um, 
I would pick the shoe for literally any movement um, that I was training that day. Um, so it's a really good all around shoe, comfy, cozy, solid, you know, solid base, not heavy at all. So, so yeah, if you can use it to back squat in, so what is it, what is the comparison to run in? If you can do both of those things, it's a pretty good shoe. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm going to go like, go do my, um, like running conditioning in them, but any Metcon that had that two to eight, I mean, even if I just had to open up with a mile, like it's not going to be super clunky or heavy. Like I've trained, you know, like Metcon sometimes just have like that solid base. Um, that is just like, wouldn't be enjoyable to run in. Um, but with the rad shoe, it's definitely like light enough and just enough support, you know, to where you can run or back squat in them. Okay. So you bring up Metcon, you were a Nike athlete for um, a couple years, and it's almost every kid's dream that is in sports that they be sponsored by Nike someday. So what did Rad offer that made you want to switch to this company? Rad, so I love being with Nike and you're exactly right. It like, when I joined CrossFit and even sports, it was like, I feel like any athletes dream to be like a Nike athlete. Um, and with rad, I just saw an opportunity, opportunity where I could express myself more. Um, it was more of a partnership, um, with Benji. He's amazing at that. And I've already gotten to talk with him a ton, you know, about like design. We're already talking about like what I like. He already has a good idea of what my style is. And with our future plans, it sounds like I will get to, um, you know, like get to share that with a lot of people through clothing and shoes, which, you know, Nike is really big. So I don't think I would have ever really had that opportunity. Um, you know, I got, got that opportunity to express my style with what clothes they already had and with what shoes they already had, but with rad, it's cool. Cause we get to create something new and like, you know, I get to be super specific maybe with more so with my style and my lifestyle. Um, yeah. So you, um, you mentioned the partnership. So right now it's just a shoe. That's all they're selling right now. In fact, they were just released in the U S just like three days ago. So last Friday, um, they are, there's their plans in the future for an apparel line. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And so you have been known as kind of that, um, that different girl in the CrossFit space, right. With the, with the blue hair color, the, the funky nails you have today, and your attitude is, is very like outgoing and like, this is me, love me for who I am. Yep. Is that what you want to express in this partner line? Of course. Um, and like I've said before, I think it's really cool as an athlete that we get, we do have this platform and it's great. You know, we're all athletes. We love to train, but there's more to us than just that. And being on the competition floor is, I think, a really big opportunity to express like your style, um, which I think you can do through clothes. So, and hair and your hair and your nails. Um, I don't know. It's just fun. And it's fun to do that on the competition floor. And I think rad will help me do that even more. So you also mentioned Ben Massey. He is a former games athlete. He is the one who developed this shoe with him being a former games athlete. How much did that help in the design and the practical use of the show shoe? Well, I mean, so much. I think, I think if you're not a CrossFitter and people are like, oh, why are like, why are these CrossFitters so obsessed with like these specific type of shoes, you know, because they aren't doing rope climbs. They aren't like, you know, jumping everywhere, having to lift and do all of that at once. So I mean, there's no one better to design a CrossFit shoe than someone who's, you know, done CrossFit or especially been to the games. So it plays a huge role, you know? So what does the acronym RAD stand for? Rally Against Destruction. And that really speaks to the ethos of the company, right? That they are a very environmental friendly shoe. The design is all about that and leaving the least amount of carbon footprint as possible. And I think that like, you know, I think rally against destruction can mean so much, you know, environmentally, of course, but also, I mean, like you said, I am unapologetically me and 
you know, you're not always going to go with the norms. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So how excited are you to debut the shoe in the open in just 30 days? Well, excited for the open. Ah, ooh, I dropped it. <laughs> I am really excited for the open and I'm excited for like all the new colorways that Rod's coming out with, um, which you can pre-order now, I believe. Um, yeah, I'm just really excited. I've been craving something new like this and so in some way that I can, you know, give people more of me and, um, yeah, express myself more. And I think Rad is perfect for that. So, well, I personally really like the design. I know that it's different than a typical CrossFit shoe. It actually had, it actually harkens back for me to that like mid aged Jordan. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I didn't even, yeah. Yeah. Be, being an older, older athlete, you know, I kind of see that like mid-aged, not the early or the ones you see now, but that little mid-range and it has a really sleek look to it. It has two colorways currently. It's a white with a, like a neon green, yellow. Yeah. It's like a lot. Yeah. Like a lime, yellow lime. And then they have a, a midnight blue with orange. Yep. Yeah. Um, and those are available today. There are silver ones and gold ones that are shown on the website to come out soon. And then there's some blurred kind of colorways um, that you can't really see the whole thing. Um, <laughs> and kind of like a secret thing, but you can pre-order all of those yeah. um, on their website at rad-global.com. Perfect. And so go ahead, check those shoes out. They have pictures of them all. And Danielle, I want to thank you so much and good luck in the open and the CrossFit game season. And we hope to see the rads on the podium. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We will stop it there. Love it. Hi, everyone. I'm Kat Shear. I'm here with Annika Greer. We're going to talk a little bit about her performance this weekend at Wadapalooza and get to know her a bit. How are you doing, Annika? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, good. So you are 18 years old. And um, for anyone that's been living under a rock the last couple years, why don't you give us just a brief background on your competitive uh, career leading up to this weekend? Sweet. Okay, so I started when I was 14, missed the games by one point, 15, uh, injured myself, <laughs> 16, qualified for the games. That was the year of 2020, came second. Um, to Emma Carey, who's a legend, and then the games got canceled, so I didn't actually get to compete, and then 2021 was my, I was 17, so my first year as an individual, um, qualified for semifinals, um, got put into the online semifinal Atlas Games, just they threw all the Canadians in there, uh, came sixth by just a couple seconds, <laughs> so just missed the games as an individual, uh, and here we are. <laughs> so Wadapalooza then would be your first in-person elite competition ever yes yeah right? mm -hmm. had you been to Guadalupe before as a teen or was this your first time in Miami as well I so two years ago 2020 I went to Guadalupe as a teenager but what's funny is like because that was like right before the whole pandemic I don't remember it all that clearly there's some spotty there's some spotty patches it was it's very vague and it wasn't wasn't half as, yeah, it wasn't even on the same level as a, as Waterpalooza as an elite. Right. So I'm guessing you're going to remember this weekend for quite a while. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you did amazing and you hung in there with everybody else. So let's just talk about some highlights. Obviously, Celebrate 10, that um, overhead squat workout, you beat the field by almost 30 seconds. Yeah, that was a, I loved that workout. Um, it was honestly, I feel like I got that workout was like even more memorable, memorable because when I was going, I was like super gutted. Um, I hadn't really felt like I actually remember I wrote something in my notes at like 2 a.m. because I could not sleep. I was up all night, like just like turning because I was like, I don't feel like myself. I don't feel like I'm competing like myself. Like things keep going wrong. Like, what is happening? Like, this is not like, it just felt like this weekend was not going how I wanted it to go. Um, so going into that event, I was just kind of like, 
like down. Like I wasn't myself. I was just kind of like, who knows what's going to happen. Maybe I'll have a bad, like I just sprained my ankle like the night before. Like I was like, uh, maybe I'll have a bad judge. Like I was just being super negative. And then one of my good friends who also crushed it, Freya was kind of like, Annika, you can't give up. And then I was kind of like, you're right. I am kind of talking like I'm giving up. And then I was like, oh, that is not who I am. Um, so then I, honestly, I have Freya in part to thank for kind of getting me out of that, that downward slope of, of doubt. Um, so then, yeah, three, two, one, go. And it was like the second round in when I realized I'd already lapped most of the people and I wasn't really tired yet that I was kind of like, oh my God, like, okay, you got this, like hang in there. And then that's when I was kind of like there, like that was me. That felt like me. So yeah, that was, that was an awesome event. It must've been a real surreal moment for you to crossing that finish line and knowing that you had done that. Yeah. Yeah. Hugely. So <clears throat> that's a high, any, any sort of important lessons learned from the weekend? I know we say you either win or you learn. So you probably had a few learning experiences. What are, what are some of your highlights in terms of of what you've learned and what's, you know, on the whiteboard going forward. Yeah, this, I honestly feel like as a whole, Wadapalooza was like the perfect combination of having everything that could have gone wrong, go wrong, um, learning experiences, and then also getting to show what I can do. Like I couldn't have asked for anything more out of my first elite big girl comp. Um, but yeah, so the first event, it was like the heavy dub, the flip. I had no idea what to expect. So I chalked that one up as like a, you did great with what you had prepared for that event. I'd never flipped anything before in my life. Um, and just like first event jitters, heavy dubs are still not like I work really hard on my double unders. Like we've talked about this before my, my double under struggles. So I was really happy with, with how those have improved. Um, there was definitely some smaller execution things I learned. Like, I feel like I could write a book. I feel like I crammed four years of learning into, into like the first two days. Um, <laughs> But execution wise, like I'm so used to competing online and I didn't realize how used to competing online or how programmed to competing online I am until like the second day when I was like, oh man, like I don't know how to compete in person. Um, so I'm used to having like, like for that Echo Fran workout, I love Fran. It's one of my favorite workouts. Echo bike, probably my least favorite machine is <laughs> something I struggle with a lot. And we've been working really, really hard on the past couple months. Um, like we've done, we do so much echo bike work, but because I've always been an online athlete, I've never had to echo bike before. There's no echo bike in the open. There's no echo bike in online qualifiers. So I never trained echo bike. I just didn't. Cause obviously we were training to qualify for the games, not for the game. So I just, sure did an echo bike. So it's only been the past couple months that we've really started hammering down on the echo bike. Um, so it, for example, if that Fran workout came up in a qualifier, I'd have my echo bike here, my bar here, and my, my thrusters here. So like, I just kind of go in a little circle at Wadapalooza, you had to run between transitions and I walked them. Like I just wasn't, I was like, I'm used to taking the transitions as a rest, not as part of the workout. So that was a big thing. It was like, if I ran those transitions, I would have been like, I don't know, five, six places higher. So it was just small things like that. Like just the speed at which everyone goes, it was a big adjustment for sure. Um, like the swim event, learning that like my row and my run on the swim event was so good. I was so happy. I was super fast and like, felt yeah, and you've great. been working on that, right? Oh my God, so much. And like, I was one of the first ones off the rower. I was like, heck yeah, like, this is awesome. Like my run was really fast, but when I got to the water, there were so many people. I was like, okay. Like I almost freaked out. I was like, I'm a good swimmer. We've worked really hard on my swimming, but I've never swam with that many people before. So I got stuck behind a crowd of people and I just didn't know how to get out. I actually remember like consciously thinking while I'm swimming, like I'm swimming so slow, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know how to get around these people. So right. there's just short lots of, of little of swimming over somebody. There's, there's not much you can do when you get into a pack like that. So that's what I mean. I was like, I, I didn't know how to stop and like find a path. I was like, I'm kind of stuck here. <laughs> so there's a lot of little things like that. Um, then dealing with inconsistent standards for the step overs. That was a, was a big bummer because I was really looking forward to um, that chipper, the Bayside chipper. I love chippers. Um, yeah. So the step overs, I have practiced those 
a lot leading into this event just because it's not something a lot of people do. So I had practiced them so much. And obviously you're holding the kettlebells on your shoulders. And they told yeah. us that was fine in the first briefing. Like Danny Spiegel asked specifically, can we hold them like this? They said, yes. And then right before the event, they tell us, no, you can't hold them like that. You have to hold them in front of your chest. Oh. And so then everybody's like, ah, what the heck? And then most of us kind of collectively, we talked amongst ourselves. We were like, let's just do the first standard and like leave it up to the judges because we are so confused. And unfortunately, what that meant is that some people got really lucky in a sense and were able to hold them on their backs. And some people like myself and my friend Paige Powers, who's right next to me, had to hold them like this. <laughs> and so that was yeah. that was a big bump because it took me so long to get through the step overs. Um, not the judge's fault. It was just nobody knew sure. nobody knew what the standard was. So everybody was getting something different. And anyway, so that caused me, I flipped over my box. I rolled my ankle and like I sprained my ankle pretty bad. <laughs> um, like did it's you, nice and did brief. you notice a difference between the, like a soft box and a hard box? I know like when typically when you do step overs, you can sort of twist pivot on your foot and come down. But I know on those soft boxes, it's really hard to do that. And I noticed on that one time when you fell, you were sort of forward facing. Yeah. I, so basically I had to go forward facing just because of how I was holding the kettlebells. I could not figure out, cause I always step sideways as most people do, but I couldn't fit in the moment, like while adjusting to holding them like this, I like could not figure out how to step sideways without falling forwards. So I was like straight up, like leaning back like this, like kind of crawling over the box. And yeah, I think I got my, I, I watched the video and I was like, I don't even remember falling. I just remember landing, hearing a pop in my ankle and then like the kettlebell is just going everywhere. Um, but that one, that Bayside chipper, like that was the first half was a disaster. And then the second half, once I hit the rope climbs, old Annika would have given up. Like she would have just shut down, been like, you were, I was the last person on the rope climbs. So I would have been like, oh my God, you're already in last. Like, what's the point? Um, but this Annika, I didn't even think about it. it. I didn't chalk up. I think I did the second half of that workout almost faster than anyone. Like we went hard. So I think the girl next to me had two rope climbs done and I came off the six rope climbs before. Like Brett would wow. told me after he's like, that's the fastest I've ever seen you do rope climbs in your whole life. Um, so I'm really proud of how I battled back in the second half. Cause same thing. I caught people on the rope climbs caught people on the burpees and then I caught people on the deadlifts. I did them all unbroken. So like I fought so hard in that second half and I, I probably would have been almost dead last if I hadn't have. So, so yeah, I was really proud of that. But again, it was just like every workout there was like something to be proud of and then something, something to learn from. Sure. Sure. So you ended up 12th on the weekend, uh, an amazing sort of rookie outing for you. Um, what sort of what's happening now? I know you're in Miami for a couple more days. Um, last year, you know, you were just out of a qualifying spot for the games. Are you thinking about sort of peaking for semifinals as opposed to peaking for the games? Sort of what's your, what's your game plan? What are you and Brett got cooking? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm in Miami for a little bit longer. I'm going to train with um, the brute squad down in Naples who just I'll move there for a couple days, which will be, uh, again, just more to learn, more experience. Um, that'll be really fun, but yeah, then we're going to head home and get training. And yeah, it is going to be peak for semis. Um, like honestly, because Brett and I were both just like so happy. It felt like we have been working for like six years to finally get to do this. Cause we have never, it's just been every year. It's just been like, you try, like, I just haven't gotten this experience yet. So we, Brett has already gone home, but so the, the past couple of days, we've just been like being foolish and happy. We haven't even really talked yet a ton about like next like steps. I know he's written a ton of stuff down. I think he's filled out an entire journal, but we haven't even chatted super seriously about what's next. Cause we've both just been like, Oh my God, like the light at the end of the tunnel, like it's here, <laughs> like it, it's actually happening. So him and I have just been super happy the past couple of days, but once I get home, that's kind of when we'll, we'll lay out the, the plan going forward. But the one thing we do know is that it's like, it wasn't like any new weaknesses got exposed this weekend. The stuff that I am working on, I still need to work on. So that was kind of nice. It wasn't like all of a sudden it's like, crap, you suck at flipping a pig. <laughs> you are really bad at that flip sled thing. Um, everything that we know we need to work on, was reassured and the stuff that we know we're good at was also reassured. So nothing new on that that's, front. Yeah, that's good. That's such you want to 
great path for sure. Um, well, we look forward to seeing you. I know that we've been following you for about a year and a half now. I heard that you got a lot of new followers on Instagram over the weekend. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Yeah, that was that was uh, that was pretty funny. Everybody was making a big deal about that. My agent was like going nuts about it a little bit like ironically and I was just like oh my goodness because I've never been like a big Instagram person um but yeah that is actually in all honesty like it is beneficial when it comes to like having the sport as a career like it is a necessity in some sense so that was really nice to finally get some like recognition um it was really cool I did really appreciate that and even the messages I got from people like it was so sweet everybody was like I was like bursting like the messages I got about like the interview I did after like even the picture of me smiling like I was like oh like everybody was so sweet so yeah that was pretty cool yeah I think I think we're all looking forward to sort of watching your career blossom and you are so young and so talented that you know we can't imagine that there's not going to be more to come for that so we're excited to see your future and thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and uh, we'll catch up with you again later. Of course. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.